it's great to be here. I've heard about this church for a long time, Jo Miller. You've probably heard of that woman. <laughs> She's my mum. <laughs> she um, used to come over and teach in our school for many, many years, for about 12 or so years, many times, staying up to three months. She even did sex education once. <laughs> Very good lady. <laughs> Not many 80-year-olds would do that, or 75 at the time, I think it was. You know, um, just in the area of um, the school, or school, I've got to watch how I say I'm Aussie, in case you haven't picked that up. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, one thing... Um, you know, the power of God is at work in these kids. It's quite amazing. Um, we were running church not that long ago, just over probably 14, 16 months ago. And a lot of our kids come to church and I was up the front and I'm never short of saying something. And I'm standing there and I've never, ever experienced, I've been in church all my life, I've never experienced the power of God I felt that day. It was like one bag of potatoes here, Another bag, another, another. I just went to the floor. There was nowhere to go. I couldn't open my mouth. It would have been so disrespectful to the Holy Ghost to have moved. And I'm totally just in the spirit. And I don't know how long I was like it, maybe an hour and a half. And I thought, oh, get out of it, Marion. How are these kids? What's happening? Our kids can be a little bit feral. (laughs) If they're not there to please you, if they're bored, they're wandering around. So you've got to be a good preacher to hold our kids. So I looked and every child's like this. On their knees, tears running down. One of our guys took photos. It's absolutely amazing. For six weeks, I had no idea how to run church. In fact, I just sat there and I said to our um, worship leader, do what you like because I don't know what to do, nor do I want to because the power of God was so thick. We've had kids in the middle of worship. Every day, our worship leader, who is our uh, head teacher, takes the kids to heaven and back. I tell you, these kids know how to touch God. We were in worship one day, and one of the kids started to prophesy. She didn't even know it was a prophecy. She said, get ready, I'm coming back. Get ready, I'm coming back. Get ready, I'm coming back. My goodness, that's the message to the last day church. Hello. God is moving in these kids. I, I ran Bible school for many years. I ran, I spoke in 26 churches when I first went to Fiji. That's a funny story. I was in all these churches preaching. I didn't try and knock down doors. People would come and ask me, pastors, can you preach here? Can you come? So I had a whole network of 26 churches. I saw impact. I didn't even know women didn't preach in churches. <laughs> Hallelujah. God, you know, if, if God's on your case, you know, it's a YWAMA came to me and said, hey, what are you doing? Why are you, you know, can't you come to us that night? I said, I can't. I'm, I've got to go here. I've got to go next night and one after. She said, don't you know women don't preach in churches? I went, oh, carry on. <laughs> you know, sometimes these books need to be thrown away that say women shouldn't do this or, or this one should. You know, I go and lay hands on Muslim men all the time and I pray for them. I've got one guy at the moment who's blind. He's going to see. He tells me now Jesus is going to heal me. And so 
sometimes you've got to break out of the mould because often some of these books have been written by people with lots of money or lots of backers and they haven't really been led by the Holy Ghost. In this time and in this generation, break out, guys. <laughs> I'm breaking out. This is a new time, a new uh, movement of God. I've just come back from the Behold a New Era conference. It's even more than a new season. It's a new era, a new dispensation of time. And I was at Living Waters and it really impacted me. I was so blessed to be there. And they were talking about this new era. And a new era has with it all sorts of different ways of doing things. That doesn't mean we throw everything out. But it means we say to God, what do you want to throw out? What do you want to put on the table? What do you want us to do? And in this new era, we have to be so open to the Holy Ghost. So open. And I was really interested with uh, what Janet Chambers said. She said, when Jesus came walking on the water, the people saw him a way they'd never seen him before. It was a new appearance. It was a new way. And they said, it's a spirit. It's evil. We've got to be so careful. We don't judge it with our little squares of religion that this is how it has to fit in this box or this box for it to be right. Oh, I tell you, it shook me when she said that because often the last era persecutes the next one. We've got to be so open to the Holy Ghost. I don't want to be the turkey that persecutes the new. I want to be the one that goes into the new and begins to operate the way God wants us to operate. And God can do so much more. Over in Ephesians 3, verse 20. It says, now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work in the church within us to accomplish infinitely, infinitely, infinitely. There's no limit to infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Jesus Uh, Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. So it says here, infinitely more than we can imagine. And I've got a wild imagination. And God says, I can do more than that. I can do far more. See, God wants us to come into a place where we realize that nothing is impossible for him. And that's one song we sing over and over and over with these kids. 60% of our area wasn't in school. Nothing is impossible. What do you want to be? I want to be a pilot. Nothing is impossible. What do you want to be? I want to be a teacher. Nothing is impossible. We can't put limits on this new era. Because with it goes all the resources of heaven. And over in, there's a great verse, and I'll just mention it over in 2 Corinthians 5, 20. So we are Christ's ambassadors. Woohoo! If I'm an Aussie and I go over to Wellington, I grew up in Australia, I know the ways of Australia, I could go and be the ambassador in Wellington. Because I come from that place. And
place, in that area, in that compound or in that fenced off area, I am no longer in New Zealand Territory. I am under the laws, I'm under the resources, I'm under the banner of Australia, Australia. (laughs) And with it goes everything that Australia has. How much more are us? We're a nation amongst all nations. His nation, a holy nation, separated unto God. We have the resources of heaven. I believe we're going to see the miraculous in ways we cannot imagine. We're going to see healings in the way we could not only dream about. I love hearing. I said to God once, I'm sick of hearing. I'm sick of reading. I want to do it. I want to see it. I want to put it in action. What I've read about these great moves of God. The guy that came in, no legs. Preacher, I think it was Smith Wigglesworth or one of those guys. Go and buy yourself a pair of shoes and come back. Bought himself a pair of shoes, sitting there with his stumps as his legs and his feet grow back into those shoes. That's the sort of stuff I'm talking about. That's the sort of stuff I'm after. The miraculous, the resources of heaven coming down to us. You may think, I can't afford to do this or I can't afford to do that. We build a whole training center without a cent in our pocket. There's one thing that's remained consistent with NCTC is our budget has never changed. Zero we started, zero we've been in it, and zero we'll probably finish. But we've done everything that God has asked us to do. I tell you something, there is nothing, nothing at all. I'll just tell you a story. Finance, a lot of people are limited by finance. This is just a little story that's coming to my head. Okay, one of our trustees, he... He's a good guy and he uh, had an inheritance in Australia. So they hit him hard. 30% I think he had to pay on 500000 Hits Fiji. The Fiji, he spent all the money thinking that's it. Then Fiji hits him hard, fighting and fighting and fighting in court, went up to $250,000. So I went to the third up in taxation who was my friend. He fought, he got it, totally exempt. His name's Joe. My friend, I was at their wedding. Mary's married to him. So I said to Joe, Joe, big Fijian guy, when you're in Lombasa next time, I'm finding the biggest crab, the biggest lobster, and we're going to have a feed. So I get a phone call. <laughs> Hi, Marion. Ah, Joe. Hi. I'm in Lombasa this morning. Ah, you're free tonight. Yes. Okay. I'll pick you up at seven. Bye. Marion's broke. Marion's got nothing. No money in the bank. No anything anywhere, right? So I'm looking through. You know how you pull your wallet? Ever done that 500 times, pulling your wallet out and checking everything everywhere and maybe in the couch or maybe somewhere I have about 65 cents that's it I think oh crab lobster it's very important for me to keep my word (laughs) 
more important than anything, actually, and God knows it. So many people break their word in Fiji and even New Zealand. Oh, I'll meet you for coffee one day. No intention to. Got to be careful what we say. God said, let your yes be yes and your no be no. So, very important for me to keep my word. So I go downtown, I look in our, my box, just in case someone drops some money in there. Hadn't happened before, but who knows? So nothing. Oh, no. Went to Don's place, dropped something off. He's our secretary. Came home. Oh, put something in my wallet that I'd got from the post box that I needed, a bill I needed to pay. Here I am, $7 there, right where I put my notes. Now, I'd pulled that apart so many times it wasn't funny. Thinking seven bucks. Now, seven bucks isn't enough for a lobster or a crab. I thought, oh, well, let's go. Off I go with the seven dollars. Went into the fish shop. Hey, mate, that, no, I'm looking around, looking at the skinny, puny looking ones. And I thought, no, that one there, that lobster, uh, that crab, how much? Best price, mate. $7. Huh? $7? (gasps) Went home, then it hit me. God did a double whammy here. He put the money in my wallet. And even a bigger miracle, the guy behind the counter sold it for me for $7. That is not enough for a half a lobster or or even a claw of a lobster. See, sometimes we're limited by the natural. We're limited by what we have, not what he has. We've got to get beyond this. If we're in a new era, we're living in a new time, it actually doesn't depend upon us. Doesn't depend upon what we have. Doesn't depend upon what we don't have. Depends on everything he has. Everything's available. We're his ambassadors. And I just wanted to read a scripture over in the book of Luke. Luke 9.1. On that day, Jesus called together his 12 disciples. Gave them power and authority. Cast out all demons and to heal all. Two alls. All demons all disease, not some all. He gave them power and authority. Then over the next page in my Bible, in 10, there were 72. So the ministry got it. If you want to say the 12 were the ministry, then ordinary people got it. The whole body of Christ had the power and authority. You know, a lot of people think, oh, the guys that stand up here are the ones that have the power, have the authority. Yes, they do, but we all out there, everybody has the same power, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. And I believe in this time, the new era, there's a whole body of Christ that's going to go out and do the stuff. You don't have to ring up the pastor, come and pray. you got two hands, pray. God's going to move. God's going to do the absolute incredible in this new era, new time span, new generation. And I liken this to a policeman. 
Okay, policemen in New Zealand have a uniform, have a badge. That is the authority given by the nation of New Zealand for them to administer the law. They have the authority, but they need the power. Now, up where I live, I live on a hill, there's a police post. And that police post is always manned by a policeman case there's break-ins or something like that. One day, a man comes home unexpected for lunch to find his his wife committing adultery. This big Fijian guy was very big and very unhappy. (laughs) And the woman took off down the hill to her place of safety in the police barracks. Big Fijian woman, she's huge, and a even bigger Fijian man running down the hill. So, and he's angry and she's scared. So they get inside the police barracks and the little Indian constable is there. He has the badge. He has the authority because he's got his uniform on. So as soon as these two run in, he runs out. <laughs> and the, this is a true story. And the The poor lady got bashed up inside the police barracks. What was missing? The power. If he'd pulled out a gun, even if he shook and went bang, bang, stop. I guarantee that guy's anger would have somehow stopped. The power is needed. And you know, a lot of people today think we can get power watching Facebook all the day. Watching Netflix, I've been convicted. I said this somewhere, I'm counselling my Netflix. Got caught one week, very tired one Saturday. I love, you know, historical things. I'll just watch one. And I got sucked in, Mary Queen of Scots. And like five, six hours later, I'm still watching. And I'm thinking, wow, that's, you know, especially when you're tired. What a trap. I can't recharge my batteries watching Netflix. Now, I'm not saying everyone here should cancel their Netflix. You do what you want. But I tell you one thing, I only know one place you can get the power. You know? And that's in the secret place of the Most High God. That's where you recharge your batteries. We, we may have the uniform. We may have the badge. But unless you've got the gun to back it up, you've got nothing. Just being appointed to do it is no good if you've got no power to carry it out. So we need today to really totally give ourselves to him, put aside what's gone on and say, Lord, here I am. The Bible says, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. God's got plans for this generation. And I really believe with everything we've got, we're living in the last days. And I'm not stupid enough to say, you know, it may be generations. I don't know. But I know we're in the last period. I know it's coming. And it's quite likely quite a few of us sitting here and standing here today will be part of that. It's happening now. 
You know, we're in a warfare. When I see the Prime Minister of New Zealand wearing a Muslim scarf, guys, we're in a warfare. Hello. Everyone sympathize, that's fine, but I live amongst the people over there, 5% are Muslim. Lovely people, some of them are my dear friends. <clears throat> you got to know we're in a spiritual warfare. <laughs> Not going to be fought by people with the uniform or the badge. It's going to be fought by people with the power. I'll tell you something funny that happened to me when this bags of potatoes, that's all I can say, went on my shoulders and I, got, I just got drunk. I was trying to drive kids home and I was thinking of the cops pull me up here. How do I explain this? So I got home and for the, la- the next few weeks, I just felt such intimacy with God I've never felt in my life. And on the sad day, I think it was the next sad day or the one after, my secret place is my bath. In Fiji, it's very hot. And if I go into the bath, I know I won't get out. If the phone rings, I'll stay there. There's not many places in Fiji where I live you can get away from things. So that's the best I can do, and that's what I found works for me. So I went in, and I just got so lost in God. You know, you don't even have to say anything. When you're recharging your batteries, you're just sitting in his presence. He's enjoying you and you're enjoying him. And I just got so lost in God. And then I sort of came out of it and it's pitch black. I'm thinking, is there a hurricane coming? Because when a hurricane comes, it goes black. It's weird. So... I'm looking at this watch, it was new, and I'm hitting it because it's saying 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock? I've been there 8 hours. 8 hours? If you'd asked me, I'd say 1 or 2. <sighs> I was up to Steve's Fox Church not long ago, and his wife said, do you want to have a bath? Ah, no. <laughs> <It's> dangerous. <laughs> now, I'm just giving you an illustration. You could just get lost in God. You know, and in that time of, you know, a lot of people think, oh, that's what you have to do to recharge your battery. And sometimes that's a good place to be in. Don't get me wrong, I've done plenty of that. But sometimes you just need to just soak. You know, when I go and have a steak, just steak is nice. But if it's marinated, you know, with all the spices or the, you know, garlic and soya sauce and everything. It's just marinated for a long time. The taste is different. goes through the whole meat. You know, God's wanting us to marinate. That's one word that's used in the Greek that means to soak in the Holy Ghost. And the taste will be in us. We won't have to go waving a flag. We are Christians. We are Christians. They'll come to us and say, what's different about you? Because what's in will come out. So God's looking for us. Total, absolute surrender to him. Total. You know, a lot of people give God this much, you know, the sower and the seed, the 30%, 60%, we got to get to a point where we just, we just say to God, Lord, here I am. Use me. You might be thinking, oh, it's all right for you. You were called. 
uh, we're all called. I was seven years of age and now I'm asking Jesus into my head and our video starts playing in my head. I watched this woman preaching to dark people. I said to mum right there, I said, I'm going to be a missionary. But we're all called. And you think, I am so qualified. Do you know I couldn't read and write when I left school? See, it doesn't depend on us. Depends on him. Absolutely depends on him. You know, you're just a drain pipe, guys. <laughs> Everything that runs through it's from him. So we can give ourselves so many excuses why we're not good enough or we're too good. We're too young. We're too old. We're too this or we're too that. If I gave you all the excuses that I could have given why I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing, you would say, what a crazy, crazy thing for this woman to end up doing what she's doing just because God's showing off (laughs) he wants to show himself powerful and strong through us that no one else will get the glory but him so we just got to be people that say I surrender you know I just surrender and I, I just really felt I was just praying yesterday and I really felt there needs to be a a commitment you mean business with God this morning. You really mean business. And maybe the enemy's whispered in your ear, I'm too old or I'm too young or I'm too this or I'm too that. I just want to say, it's a lie. <laughs> Absolute lie. He's very good at telling rubbish. The truth is, your identity in Christ, you are a son or a daughter of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You are carrying the badge and the uniform and the M16 machine gun. You're carrying it. If you're a person that soaks in his presence, you got the power. The Bible says all power and all authority is given to us. That's the whole of the resources of heaven. And I think sometimes we just don't realize how much has been given to us. But you have not because you ask not. You got to get it. You got to ask him for it. Got to be a piece of steak that gets marinated in it. And then we can go out with the uniform, with the gun, dunamis, power, power. You know, I always think of uh, Rambo, you know, it's not the best movie to illustrate, but um, my experience of the Holy Ghost has never been a little dove. It's been Rambo. I call him Rambo. Uh, (laughs) And I've seen God blow away our first submission 2,000 people went for our submission that we put in for a a, uh, workshop I remember taking the lady up she was a Kiwi lady from Wellington for the Canadian fund she's looking at jungle and I'm saying we're going to do this we're going to she's looking at jungle she didn't even have a road to come up she had to walk in we're going to do this we're going to do that Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Then then I get a letter back. Are you propagating your particular religion? <clears throat> and, you know, sometimes I think we hide under a rock that we're Christians. And I, I got a little bit mad, if I'm allowed to get mad. 
And I thought, I'm not making an apology for being a Christian. So I wrote that back. I said, I make no apology for being a Christian or a Christian organization. Without the generosity of many people, we would not be where we are today. Then I said, 6% only of all schools in Fiji are not faith-based. Next letter, congratulations, you have received the... Whoa! (laughs) I think she was just shocked that, you know, a lot of the organisations crawl and, yes, ma'am, how high do you want me to jump? I thought, nah, I've got got greater power in me than, than, you know, all of this. And I've seen God move where no one can move. Nobody can believe what's happened in Lombasa. None of the government departments, they come up in absolute shock. It's the hardest place in Fiji to do anything. It has a high Indian population. Up until this last government, but the previous ones, they didn't even want to know about it. And then in the paper, Lombasa, ghost town of Fiji. I used to say one day they'll say Holy Ghost Town. I used to go through the town and I used to yell out the window, you know, Deuteronomy 28, blessing in the city, blessing in the country, past the empty shops, past the empty houses, past the empty lots, blessing, blessing, prosperity. Now I'm sitting in traffic jams that last three hours. (laughs) Something's happened in the spirit realm over our place. And I believe it's the children's praise that has changed everything. In the passage, in the Passion Translation, it says, the praise of children will shut the mouth of Satan. That's Psalm 8, 2, if you want to look at it. Amazing. See, it doesn't depend on us. It depends on him. How open we are. How much marination we're prepared to take in our life. How much are we prepared to just surrender. I'm just going to ask you, if you mean business with God, I'm going to ask you to come out here. And I want it to be a sign of stepping out of the old into the new era. So many prophetic words have come. This year, it's not just a new season. It's not just a new level. Sorry, I wasn't having a cracker there. I just remember you said that. But it's a new era. It's a whole new dispensation of time that we're moving into. Things are going to be done differently in many different areas than we've ever imagined. We've got to get over ourselves sometimes. I was watching Awakening, Awakening Australia. And I'm not a fan of dreadlocks, you know. I mean, you know, if you want them, that's fine. But I'm not a fan. I like this guy, so. (laughs) I'm over it. I'm over it. I I know they're anointed. But I watch these guys in Australia. And Des Chattel from Living Waters, too. Here he is on Southern Cross Station, the main station in Victoria, Melbourne, preaching the gospel. With dreadlocks, so anointed those dreadlocks were. I thought, well, I got over it because I thought, man, 
I'm not going to put anything in a box anymore. I'm just going to say, Lord, whatever. If you want to move and let those dreadlocks talk, let them talk. Because they're anointed by God. You know, John the Baptist would have had dreadlocks. Might have to get a few. (laughs) Change my image. (laughs) Sometimes I ride a motorbike and women don't do anything that, you know, I do. (laughs) And um, people get shocked. There's going to be people in this room are going to do things that people are going to get shocked. Is, Is that God? Is that's evil? That's evil. That's a different way than we've ever done it before. That's that's evil. Oh man, it shook me up when Janet said that. I said, Lord, don't let me ever open my mouth against what you're doing. So when you're stepping out into an old, I just want to invite you to come up, line up here, and it'll be symbolic too of stepping out of where you've been with your own personal thoughts, your own personal inhibitions or uh, thinking I can't do it, to say to God, I'm just a piece of clay. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do. You just shape me, you make me, you direct me.